Hey, New Life Church, so glad that you've joined us here today. My name is Harry Bates. Hey guys, I'm Sherilyn Bates. Currently, yes. we are the campus pastors at our newest campus, and that's in West Little Rock. Hey guys. And I want to say, hey, West Little Rock, <laughs> we are missing you guys. I can't wait till we can meet together mm -hmm. again. Pinnacle View Middle School will be back there setting up and tearing down. I didn't think I could miss set up and tear down <laughs> this much. Mm -hmm. But today, we're going to get to hear a message from our lead pastor, Rick Bizet, and it's on a topic that's so applicable to all of us, I think, right now in this season, and it's the topic of pain. No doubt, something that's interesting about pain is there's not anybody that's immune to it. And I know for us, just this week in mm -hmm. our home, we've been experiencing pain. We've had a, a loss in our family, and we weren't even able to attend the mm -hmm. funeral. And that was just such a weird, painful thing. But what I have found is that when I worship, I am lifted out of my situation and into the presence of God. And our worship team here at New Life Church does such an amazing job with that. So I hope you can join us today when we go into worship and allow God to meet you right where you're at in your home and worship with us and our team. That's right. There's so many different ways that we can worship. One of the ways that we can worship too is worship God with our giving. Mm -hmm. I know that some of you, you love to give here. And I just want to say thank you for being so faithful to give back to God and give to the vision of New Life Church. Now, mm -hmm. if you're new here, please feel no pressure to give. We don't need you to give. We have a lot of faithful people here. But if you're going to give, there's three different ways you can give. Number one, you can give through newlifechurch.tv. You can also text to give, or you can give through the NLC app. Thanks so much for doing that. And the last thing I want to tell you is, if you have anything going on in your life that you want us to pray for, like we would love to pray for you. Anything going on in your life, your family's life, there's a couple different ways you can let us know. You can text the word NEXT to 88000, or you can put it in the comments there if you're watching online here today. And so here's what I want to tell you is, it's time for church, let's get ready. Hello, Arkansas. Hello, New Life Church. Here we are again. This is our sixth time to meet without you. And I have Michelle again with me, but I also have some other friends, Rick and Ellen Hutchinson, who are our worship leaders at the West Little Rock campus, which I love that campus. And I'll tell you a little bit later on why Michelle and I have them here. Uh, I just wanted to be clear uh, that I miss being around you. I miss having church with you. If you are visiting right now, we have 18 campuses across Arkansas, and some of them are large and some are small. I like both. But we're having church now. The church is unstoppable, and we're going to be meeting again in some building at some point. I don't know when, but we're moving towards the things of God right now. So in fact, I want to talk to you about pain this day. Is there a purpose in pain? What is the reason why we go through difficult times? We're in one right now, and we're going to go through other points of pain. But let's study that and, and look at it. So the way this is going to go down is I'm going to speak a little bit from the Word, and then we're going to do some worship back and forth, and then you're going to hear a story, an incredible story uh, from this couple that I can't wait for you to hear about. I also want to let you know that during worship, every time we do worship, whether it's at church uh, whether it's in a home for a small group or whether it's here. I always remember the story when Michelle and I decided to move to Arkansas. Uh, we we kind of made, um, this would be the wrong way to say it, but like a pact with God, like, Lord, we will go to Arkansas, but you have to promise us one thing. Do you remember what that was? Good worship. Good worship. So we moved here. We didn't really know anyone in this state except for a couple of people. And, uh, and one day, this team just started forming. But we didn't know if they were any good. And now, it's moving close to the first service. And they wouldn't let me hear them play. They wouldn't let me go to the practices. But I kept praying, Lord, you promised. And I kept asking them, are you any good? They said, yeah, we're good. I said, well, that's good. But finally, just a few days before our first service, I went to their rehearsal. And as I was walking toward the studio, I heard them playing music in there on a CD of the songs that I really wanted to see happen in our church. But when I walked into the studio and opened the door, I realized that it wasn't a CD. It was our worship team. Uh, from then until now, it has been like supernatural the way that God has given us worship leaders. But what's the purpose of it? So you guys will worship. 
So I'll worship. God loves when we seek after him. So we're going to put together like a medley of songs now, uh, songs like Great Things and Old Rugged Cross and I Will Cling. And I just want to ask for you to participate with us. Some might chat in the room. Don't get mad at them. Maybe the Lord put something on their heart and they just want to say something about it. Uh, some of you might want to just sing. I don't mind how you worship, but let's worship with all of our heart, soul, and strength. Let's do this thing.
So that's a great thing for us to hold on to, to cling to the cross. What are you holding on to? So today, I think I can give you something that the Word makes it clear that we should remember. I've entitled this, There is Purpose in the Pain. Now, to be honest with you, I wish pastors would talk more about pain uh, because we, we, we need to. People are hurting at times. A lot of times we just want to talk about something positive or we just like to be enthusiastic. Nothing wrong with that, but I think you can be extremely enthusiastic about pain. Does the scripture say that? Well, the reason why I like talking about this is because I know as a pastor, people are hurting. They call me sometimes first. 
In fact, before I speak, I always think about someone who is hurting. Even right now, I'm thinking about a family in our church, and I know that they are hurting. And many of you, you have a vision, you have a goal, you have a season that you're approaching, and it turns out different than the way that you wanted it to. Does that ever happen? How about a relationship? Have you ever had a relationship and you felt like it was on and it would be that way forever? And something happened? Maybe they're not even around anymore. Some of you had a job and you were so enthusiastic about your job and then you, you got the phone call and then that changed and then there was pain. At the beginning of this year, a lot of us had goals. If you ever had a goal and you were excited about it, you thought, man, we're going to be able to accomplish this. At the beginning of 2020, 2020 meaning the year of vision, this is what everybody was talking about. It's going to be the year we got clarity, we can see, let's go. Christians were saying, this is the year of Jubilee. We're going to take back everything that's been stolen from us. And then in the beginning of the year for me, LSU won the national championship. Greatest football team in the history of mankind. I know you don't care, but that's your problem. <laughs> and after that, I lost my voice. My voice is still not completely healed, but I really lost it. Michelle can tell you I was going to specialists and they were investigating why I was having this pain and why I couldn't speak. And so they told me that I had to go 30 days without saying anything. Well, that's tough for me. I'm a sanguine. I like to talk. I, I speak for a living. I may not be good at it, but it's still what I do for a living. And I went 30 days without speaking. And then when it was done, I still couldn't speak. I hardly said any words really of significance for that whole month. And then it wasn't better. So they kept studying, and then they found out that one of my vocal cords was paralyzed. And they looked at me, and they said, Rick, I know that seems serious, but we can solve the problem if you listen to us. And they gave me the antidote, and that is to blow in a straw, just like a kid at a restaurant. I hate when they do that, but that's what I have to do several times a day now, and hum while I do it, and do scales. But you know, the truth is, the lady looked at me and she said, you're not going to do this, are you? And I said, well, not really. <laughs> and she goes, well, there's healing in this. You need to listen. And so I did. Three days later, my voice was like 80% better because I listened. So I want to talk to you about the purpose of pain and what do we need to listen to so we can be healed so we can get better. So if you're gonna think about seasons of pain, you gotta talk about the pandemic. It's crazy time right now. I was reading somewhere uh, that people were saying it's gonna be like another baby boomer time. We're gonna have a lot of babies after this. Hey, only the firstborn, <laughs> because you don't have time or space to have more than that. And it's crazy in our houses. Do you have any issues being together? How are we doing at home? <laughs> we're doing good, though. Okay, we're doing good. She's lying, but we're doing good. How about you guys? I Is love my right? son, but he's driving me insane. Yeah, he's two. He's so. two, yeah. Not a great time to have That's a difficult time. Well, he's so cute, he probably gets away with it. But in 2 Corinthians, let's start the teaching, if you don't mind. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. This word trouble, it means when you're in distress, when you're in pressure, when you're dealing with pain, when you're in oppression, when you've been afflicted, and then it continues, so that we can comfort those in any trouble, like the pain that you're in, God will comfort you so you can help comfort others when they're dealing with similar pain. And it says, with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. That's Corinthians. And if you go to the book of James, we're going to have to get this from God because this is a challenge. There's no joke in this. Let me read it now. James chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever, and that word whenever, in most versions of the Bible, it's translated as when. When you face trials. Not like if you are, but when you do. 
It's not, it should not catch you by surprise. It's not a surprise here to Scripture. When you face trials of many kinds, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. How are we going to be comforted by the Lord? How are we going to deal with this with joy? It doesn't even say when you face a trial. It's many trials, many points of pain. It's not saying like when you go and you spill your latte on your clothes. No, it's way more than that. It's when you spill your latte and you get a text that you lost your job. Or you get a text and your health is not good. Or you're about to marry this girl and she calls you and she says, I'm going to end the relationship. And, and then you walk outside and a tree falls and hits you in the face. This is what I'm talking about, serious trials right here. And the Lord is saying, when you go through serious trials, I want you to consider it joy. So when the scripture talks about being joyful around much pain, who's going to do that? To me, for you to have joy around tribulation like that, pain like that, you would either have to be A, crazy, like you don't have reality. Right now, if you go to the grocery store, recently Michelle took me to the grocery store, made me go in. No, Is I tried right? to leave you out. She didn't want me to go I in. Not. Okay, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe, so this season... And it's a little heightened right now. <laughs> slightly heightened, but I went into the grocery store, and there's some crazies in Walmart right now. You get close to them, and they... You get close to them. Did you point at me? You get close to them, and they're like, back up, and... Anyway, so a crazy person would just look at pain and go, ah, it's great. Well, I'll tell you another type of person that would look at pain and consider it joy. And that would be someone who understands the purpose of the pain. And that's what the scripture is really craving for us to know. I think about this one couple in our church. His name is Dale Hull. He and his wife, Kim. And they've been through a lot of pain. They're having a lot of victory now. But they went through years of pain. There was addiction in their family. And, and man, I got some phone calls from them in, in the middle of the night. And it was not so good. Uh, but now they know the purpose of that pain. Like they are ministering to more people who deal with addictions than anyone I know. It came out of the pain. You're not going to be able to look at pain if you don't know that the Lord is up to something. He's moving something toward our life that we need. I love this teaching, but I'm going to tell you, you really can't grow in the Word unless you understand worship. So our worship team is really good at leading us, even at times where we don't want to worship. It's happened to me many times. I go to church, I'm having a bad week, a lot of pain, and I don't want to worship. But if I just give the Lord a little bit, it's like he draws near to me and he picks me up because he wants a relationship with me, even when I'm having a bad week. So let's worship together.
I love worshiping with you, even though we're not in the same room. We're still worshiping together, and we're studying the Word. Talking about the purpose of pain, you can see it right back in that chapter where it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Like the Lord wants to be with you and to bless you. He doesn't want you lacking but pain has something to do with that. So with that in mind, I have a couple who you got to meet earlier, and the reason why I have them here is because they went through a season of pain. A year and a half ago, uh, Michelle has a conference called Woman, and, uh, and the ladies were all in listening to the Word, and we had Ellen talk about the season of pain that she was in with her husband, Rick. And man, it was, it was powerful. More people have watched that segment than anything we've ever done as a church. Why? Well, first of all, she did a good job of explaining it. But secondly, a lot of people are dealing with pain. Some of you right now. So instead of me telling you about this, let's go back and take a look at what happened a year and a half ago at Woman. In my life, I've always thought of myself as like a pretty mellow person. I'm pretty steady in my thinking and I always had this sense of peace, even in difficult times. And then I became a mom. Everything changed. At the same time, we sold two houses in a year and combined we had five contracts fall through before they were sold. Then we built a house and had a pretty, pretty serious health care with my husband. So through that time, that sense of peace that I had always had, it was stripped away. And what I was left with was true anxiety. I was consumed by thoughts of what if? What if, what if? What if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? And through this time, God has really had to walk with me through this process and is still walking me through this process. And this is what it would look like for me. My mind would spiral out of control, as it does, and I would just be going through them all. The list of what ifs, what if, what if, what if. You know, what if something is wrong with my son? What if something ever happened to him? How would I live through that? How would I walk through that? And God began to ask me, what if, Ellen? Let's confront that fear you have. What if something were to happen to your son? Would it change who I am? And I had to say, no. Would it change my promises for you? And I would say, no. And through this time, my thinking began to shift from what if to even if. And can I tell you, it's life changing. This is what even if thinking could look like for you. Even if you get that diagnosis, he is still the healer. Even if your spouse was unfaithful, he is still faithful. Even if your finances are depleted, he is still your provider. Even if your mind is gripped with depression, he is still the God of joy. Even if the worst happens, he is still God. And what if thinking, it paralyzes us with fear of the unknown. But even if thinking, it stares down that fear. And it says, I may not know what is coming, but what I do know is that my God is good and his word is true. And circumstances are going to change, but he never will. And we have to get a hold of this because an anxious mind cannot think clearly. 
but a mind at peace is strong. And when you change to even if thinking, you don't ignore reality or become unaware of the possibility of trial, but instead you remember that even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Can I tell you how real this is to me right now? I was telling Michelle earlier, it's like I had finished this little idea and I put like a little bow on it and put it on the shelf, like lesson learned. And then Wednesday, I got a call that my dad was taken to the hospital because he wasn't feeling good. And by the end of the day, he was in ICU with liver and kidney failure and a room full of doctors telling me a bunch of stuff that I don't want to hear. There it is, you know. My nightmare is staring me in the face. And sometimes I feel scared and angry and sad. But the thing that I feel constant in it all is peace. It truly goes beyond understanding when you know that even if he is still good, we can trust him with our lives. We can trust him with the unknown. And I want you to think right now that thing you're just really afraid of, that thing that you're scared of. And I want you to hand it to him because when you give it away, he is gonna give you something in return and it is gonna be peace that goes beyond understanding, y'all. It is available to us right now. So I want you to stare down that fear and remind that fear who your God is, amen. So I think it's clear why we have our friends here to talk about pain. And that was a great word, but it was a year and a half ago and uh, I was wondering what you remember about that. Looking back a year and a half ago, what do you remember and what have you learned from it? I remember that time because we had already had the rehearsals and I was kind of at the finish line, what I felt like, of a season of anxiety and lots of concern. And I thought, okay, here's my answer, even if, you know. And then Wednesday before conference, my dad got admitted to the hospital and it was like, oh no, I'm at the beginning of this. And so, I remember just being on my face in worship saying, God, help me articulate all that is going on in my mind right now. And he really did. I remember feeling a lot of peace when I was talking and knowing that people can relate to that and even where I was at right now. And he was really working. One of the nurses who was actually my dad's ICU nurse was at conference and she came in the next day and we got to talk. And so I could feel the Lord working even mm -hmm. though it was a very difficult time. And Rick, even though it was for ladies, you were there in the back. You had led worship. And and uh, what do you remember about it? The main thing I remember was, first of all, being so proud of her to be able to, to go up there and speak during this. But as um, she was going up, literally she was like a minute before she was going up, I got the call that um, from her family that said, we're going to have to admit him to hospice. And just thinking that I had to tell her that as soon as she got off the stage was was one of the hardest things for sure. Definitely at a place of pain right now and then and this progressed. Uh, that's not the end of the story. Yeah. A lot of people are hurting out there. What What's the rest of the story for you? It was really jolting because I was so filled with confidence. We had just prayed over him and then I got off stage and Rick was like, you know, mm -hmm. it's over, basically, was what he was telling me. And I mean, you know that juxtaposition between, Lord, I believe you can do it, and then the reality that you're actually facing. And that's the turmoil that we find ourselves in going, okay, I choose to believe God's character, whether my life looks like I think it should mm -hmm. or not. I believe he's unchanging. And so we walked into it with that mindset. And um, a few days later, my dad passed away. And he was a wonderful man, and it was very shocking. And so we entered into a season of, of healing, and grief is cyclical for those. I know when you lost your mother, you understand it. Um, and so we were kind of going through the season of, of grief, and then we found out we were pregnant, and it was just like this great moment mm -hmm. of, you know, life, and we were so excited. And um, a few weeks went by, and I was about 14 weeks pregnant, and we found out we were having a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, those moments where you think, Lord, are you listening to me right. at all? <laughs> you know, it was a real moment of pain that I had to say, God, what is going on? 
Okay, so I know you guys are still walking out this pain. Pain is a process, it's a journey. But for those that are listening right now that are in the apex of their pain, they're right in the middle of it. What could you speak to them? How could you help them in this season? I think that you can always remember that you are human and it is normal to feel confused and angry and frustrated and sad. I felt all those things alongside the peace of the Lord. If you feel anxious, it doesn't mean that God hasn't strengthened you or He's not with you. It just means that you're human. And so we felt everything. We we weren't afraid to feel pain and, and then invite the Lord into it. I mean, I remember sitting in the hospital um, after she was born and, and we just, set there in the pain. And sometimes that's all you can do mm-hmm. is just abide. I think that's what Jesus meant when he said, if you would just abide in me, you will bear fruit in all seasons. Yeah. And I think there were moments where all I could muster as a prayer was, Holy Spirit, just sit with me. Yeah. Just sit with me in this because I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to ask. And and he will heal communion with you in that moment. And it, it really did strengthen us um, mm-hmm. through that time. Rick, do you have anything to add? People are hurting, as Michelle just said, and and um, and they're just trying to learn from this moment and your lessons. What do you have to say about that? We talked about this last night, just walking through the past two years of complete pain. And I think most people typically have a very similar question when they're dealing with pain, and it's why. Why is this happening? Yeah. Why is this happening right now? Um, and what's the point? Like, what's the point, God? And as we've walked through this in two years, I think the thing we've really realized is we're only guaranteed one thing when we say yes to following Jesus, and that is a relationship with Jesus and eternity with God. Uh, does He want to bless us with things and um, bless us like crazy? I believe I believe that. I think He does, and, and He will. But that's what He wants. He and, and you know our our devotion to God. Our pursuit after Jesus isn't, you know, dictated upon our, our, our circumstances, our situation. It's, we just love Him, and, and we know that, we know that He's faithful. I love it. Yeah, I think that that's true, and through that obedience in those times where you may not even want to, but you just allow Him in to communion with you, it just unlocks new levels of relationship with Him that you can only access in those times of real trouble. And I think that those thinking about a purpose of pain is that you're going to come out on the other side so confident in your belief in Him, in your belief in His goodness and His plans for you. I know that, you know, when we lost our child, we named her Victory mm-hmm. to remind the enemy that He's under our feet and that mm-hmm. we live from a place of victory. And even in our pain, I will say all the louder that He is good to us and that His character never changes. And um, I just think that that can really encourage people right now to know that there is something for you on the other side of it. And it may not look exactly like you think that it should, but um, that the confidence that you're going to have in Him can be the greatest blessing. Mm -hmm. And redemption even, we are actually 17 weeks pregnant right now, and it's been a huge, a huge blessing. And it's not been without times of of doubt and going, is this going to happen again? And that's normal. And I just let him in in those moments and he's shown up again and again. And so we have redemption in him and um, we're really excited about that. Well, what I liked about this whole story the most and watching you guys is you were authentic. Mm -hmm. You guys didn't have a game face. You weren't trying to impress anyone. You were telling people how to pray for you. And I would ask you often, how are you? And you just laid it straight. And now we don't identify with you around your pain story. Uh, It's around the victory that you you gathered in the middle of the storm, right in the middle of the pain. And to me, that's the purpose of pain. Ellen, would you you pray for us, pray for the people who are listening? Uh, A lot of them might be hurting right now during this season. There could be stories not related to the virus that we're dealing with, but I believe that God will help us if you'll pray. Just lead us in prayer. Lord, we just, we honor you right now and we praise you for your unchanging character. Lord, that even in our lives, which change every day, we can always count on your steadfast love. Lord, I'm reminded of Psalm 139 that you never leave us 
Lord, even on days where it feels like we are so alone, Holy Spirit, remind us that you are closer than our very breath. And Lord, I just pray for those who are feeling so much pain right now, Lord, that they would just invite you into it and say, Holy Spirit, sit with me in this. Mm. Lord, you are faithful to show up. You are faithful to encourage. Yes, God. Lord, we bless your name for that. And for those right now that are looking to you maybe for the first time ever, I know you are so filled with joy as they would look to you and ask you to join them in their circumstances, Lord. Mm -hmm. And the hope that they now have all because of the cross, Lord, the hope of heaven that sees so far beyond our current circumstances and reminds us, reminds us of an eternity with you. Mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you for healing that's always in your name. We thank you for hope that always comes with your name, Lord, and that even now, even as time seems so difficult, that we would remember that you are still the healer. You are still the provider. Lord, you will always be our hope, especially in times of need. Mm -hmm. And we just, we will continue to look to you mm -hmm. for that. And we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ellen, that was a blessing. Thank you very much. And recently I heard you guys on the Instagram page of West Little Rock singing Faithful to the End. Mm -hmm. And so I saw that and I said, would you bring your guitar with you? These two love God and they are great at worship. And if you don't mind, grab your guitar and let's sing that song, Fable to the End. We're having spun creations, his pride in adoration, treasures woven by his love. And his careful hands they hold us Safe within his promise Of calling and of destiny And I will sing of All you've done And I'll remember
Thanks for ministering to our church, to your church. I'm so glad you're a part of our church. Please don't ever leave, please. <laughs> and uh, speaking of church, uh, there are hurting people all over our state, and we've been helping them, doing everything that we can. And Pine Bluff is a good example of that. Let's take a look. Well, hey, New Life Church, I'm Matt Mosler. I'm your pastor down here in Pine Bluff, and I just want to brag for just a moment about our people at this church here. I mean, there was a crisis, and I'm not talking about the COVID-19 coronavirus thing. I'm talking about Easter Sunday evening. We had a huge storm move through. We're talking straight line winds, 80, 90 miles per hour, right after a three, four inch rain. The result of all that was a lot of people in this town had trees all over, the, just on the ground. And, and they talked about more power being out during this storm than was in the ice storm of uh, 2000. And some of y'all remember how bad that was. Well, we had crews that mobilized instantly to just scour this community and, and help people out. Like Miss Brinda over here, you can see right behind me, huge tree that had fallen down in her house, but more than that, it knocked out not just her power, but all the power on the three or four houses behind her. And the power company said they would not turn her power back on until she got the branches off. Well, this is a woman that's in her mid to upper 70s. She needs heart surgery. She couldn't do the work. She had been praying since Easter Sunday evening for somebody to come out and help her. When we came out, we had a crew come out here. We took the tree down, it's actually a couple of trees, and we got power restored to Miss Brinda and all of these folks behind it. And that's what the church is all about. That's what New Life Church is all about, is, 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 is using our gifts and our talents and our abilities to help restore power to people's lives. So we wanna thank you on behalf of everything that you do, not just at your church, but at churches all across the New Life Church family. God bless you. I love that campus in Pine Bluff. I'm so thankful New Life Church has a church there. And I'm also glad that Matt Mosler is the leader there. That guy has more vision and compassion. And I thank the Lord for it. So the questions that people are asking us during this season is, how do I get prayed for? And then how do I participate in giving? Some people want to know that. So in giving... If you would look at the description that is close by and you can see there's a place to text. You can see that there's a place that gives you an address on where you can mail in an offering and you can give online. There's a lot of ways that people love to give at New Life. If you can't give right now because of the season that we're in, we totally understand that. But for everyone else who can, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for honoring God and we're trying to make a difference and we could not do it without you. And then those of you who need prayer, uh, some people are making decisions to serve the Lord like they're being born again. They want God, they're asking the Lord into their lives. And uh, how do I get that done? And then some people are saying, I wanna rededicate my life to the Lord. Or it might just be that you want prayer, any prayer at all, if you just text the word next to 88,000, we've got you, we'll cover you. We'll take care of all of those needs if you just text the word NEXT to 88000. But right now, what we want to do is pray over each of you. If you would, just take your hands and open them up. And I want to pray a prayer of blessing over all of you. Lord, I ask that you minister to everyone at the sound of my voice right now in your name. Lord, I don't know all of the stories, but I do know that you do. And God, I ask that by your spirit, you move out into the homes that are listening and that you'll minister to them and give them hope and a purpose and a plan. And again, those that are around pain and dealing with pain right now, Lord, I pray that you will show them the purpose of that and then what they can do next to grow in their relationship with you, to be more mature. And Lord, I ask that your face will shine upon them. And Lord, I pray that they will be blessed going in and coming out, that they'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Lord, I pray that they'll be lenders and not borrowers. And Lord, I pray that right now that you're giving people ideas. Your creator, God, give them creativity. Give them ideas, maybe in the business sector or whatever it is that they do for a living, Lord. Show them how they can be most effective right now. Because Lord, it is 2020. And we should have vision and it can be clear and we can keep our goals and we have been hit, but we're encouraged because we know you are with us. 
And that's the purpose of this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, everybody, if you happen to be a member of our church and you go to a campus, please stay tuned with the Facebook page or Instagram. These pastors right now, they're teaching the Word every day, and some of them are actually even going to speak live right now. So go and visit and see if that's your campus. If not, you'll still find some great teachings and devotions in times where they're pastoring each and every day. Okay, New Life Church. God bless every single one of you.